Hello again, Gooners. I don't sound very cheerful, do I? And the reason is, why would I be cheerful? Arsenal lost two games back-to-back. First Palace, then Brighton. You don't need me to tell you about the narrative. The only thing to be cheerful about is if he turns up, we may well hear from Fizzy. That's about the only cheerful thing I've got to talk about today. But before he gets here, I can tell you what's coming up, which is rare, right? Because how often do I do that? As in never. Well, things to talk about today. Well, obviously, you mentioned two dismal performances. There's also uh, the form of players that have left the club. It's um, normally the case that when players leave Arsenal, they um, they tend to not do very well. That's what we've noted in the past. But all that seems to have changed. So Genduzzi was called up for France the other day. Uh, I never can say this guy's name right. When will I ever learn? Uba. Oh, there you are. I, I can see Fizzy's out there somewhere. He's out there somewhere. Yes, and the echo says you're here. But I was just going to go through the intro, but I'll, I'll skip that because... Uh, People that can read can see it for themselves. You know, it's the two dismal performances. I, I don't even know where to start. Where, where would you like to start, Alex? Uh, well, I think it's it's two different performances. I think, That's true. Uh, so I think we played against two different teams. Now, I think we might as well start at the beginning. Uh, it's always a good place to start, isn't it? I think if you look at <laughs> Palace, mugs. Palace are no mugs, right? You look, yeah, yeah Vieira's done well there. You know, they they beat City or they made City drop points at the very least. Uh, mm. especially at home. You know, and you know, watching the game, they they wanted it. They were up for the they were up they were at the races and we weren't at the races. Uh, and you know and I, and I got the feeling watching it, it was kind of like you know what we're due a bad performance. Because if you yeah. think you know, we we played well since certainly I think since Uber left, and I know we'll talk about him later. Uh, but you know, we, we were due a bad performance. Yeah, we got the youngest team in the league. Uh, Palace just seemed up for it, uh, and and that was it. And I think it was exacerbated by you know that Conor Gallagher who played for Chelsea was everywhere, I, and a lot of big players had bad games. So Odegaard, Partey, uh, Gabriel, Tavares. Uh, you know, but certainly the, the th- first three that I mentioned had stinkers. And when Partey and Odegaard don't play well, then you know we're in we're in we're in trouble. Uh, and and we were okay, and we rightly lost. And I know in the second half he changed it about and we played better, but I think it was t- too little, too late by then. Uh, and so that was that. And you go well, okay, you know, we have bad games. You know, it's going to happen. You know, uh, you know, like I said, youngest team. And then Brighton. I think Arteta, I think Arteta has to take responsibility for both, because obviously he is the manager. But I think, for me, he has to take more responsibility for the Brighton game because I think, you know, how we set up against Brighton, what was shocking, uh, and I think, uh, I, I think for me, his man manager of. Uh, man management of Tavares is really poor. And now I think, you know, he, he came out uh, in the in the press a couple of days before saying, yeah, I put my arm around him, I looked after him, etc., etc., etc. And then he he doesn't play him. And he plays Xhaka in the position where we know he can't play that well. And 
bad enough to make it worse was we didn't have party. So our midfield consisted of, uh, what's it called? Sambi, Lukonga, who I thought played all right. You can't fault him, but he hasn't played that much. You know, he hasn't played that much. He's rusty and you left him on his own. And, you, and, and then you drag Odegaard back into the midfield as well and you have a double pivot. And Odegaard can't play really. You know, Odegaard might be able to play there with Party or Xhaka, but he can't play there with the Kong. And I just thought, you know, it was just all the wrong decisions were made. And I think, you know, he then realised he fucked up, put Martin, you know, put Xhaka in the midfield, put Martinelli at wing back, and you know, and then we got one back, didn't we? Uh, but by then again, too little, too late, really. And I, I think, just, I didn't even think in the second half we were better, but we still weren't great. Uh, and yeah, it's it's just it was it was maddening. Honestly, it was maddening. And I now am of the opinion that yeah, I think we'll struggle to get. I don't think we'll get fourth, just because I think the injuries have hit us harder. I think Tierney and Party's injury, like Tierney's out for the season, Party's out for a few games. Uh, and you know, what does he do at left back? And I think the other big issue, and I know we're going to talk about this in a bit, is Lacazette. Uh, he 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 was awful in both of those games. So, you know, it's 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 funny how th- how quickly things change. Yeah, really. Yeah, really. Yeah. The going back to the Palace game, it reminded me of I don't remember the exact result, but it was a defeat when uh, Theo Walcott came out after the game and said we weren't really up for it, and then mm. he got he got basically kicked out of the first team squad. Because he said that. It was true. But yeah. Wenger was the manager at the time, if I'm not mistaken, and he just didn't want to hear that. Not in public. I can see Wenger's point of view as well. But but again, it was that game was horrific to watch. Absolutely horrific. I, the Brighton game, not so much. But both were horrific in uh, various different ways. But, you know, the Palace game. Nothing from both games. Honestly, I thought we deserved nothing from both games. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, even though, of course, there was the incident, the massive incident in the Brighton game. You could see, I mean, what do you think about that? The four minutes elapsed before they made a decision on, um, on VAR. It's, that's totally ludicrous. That's not, that's not what VAR was brought in to do, slow the game down and make... Uh, what, well, the thing is, right, you yeah. couldn't, it, wasn't, it wasn't obvious, was it? It wasn't obviously wrong, the decision to award the goal. So it just seemed... I'm not really one to buy into conspiracy theories, certainly not against Arsenal. But on this occasion, I had to say those that, those that said the, the powers that be are against Arsenal seem to have a point. I mean, how could they rule that out when it wasn't clearly offside? It could have been. I can't say it definitely wasn't, but I can't say it definitely was. Watching it yeah. over and over, I think, I think the guy, uh, one of the guys from the um, one of our so-called rival podcasts, um, uh, said, give me the line. Where was the line? Did you see a line during this process of deciding whether it was a goal or not? I didn't didn't see a line. A, line a few days afterwards. Uh, yeah. But I think it's impossible. And, yeah, and you're right. And I think the key word there is clear and obvious. It was not clear and obvious. So you have to give it, you know, you have to go with the decision that was given on the pitch. Uh, and yeah, like I said, you wasted four minutes. Uh, and yeah, would the game have changed if we'd gone in at one all, yeah, probably. Uh, and you know, with the tactical change that he made, maybe we'd have, we'd have stolen something, uh, perhaps. Yeah. Uh, and it, you know, it is unfortunate. Don't get me wrong. And I thought 
you know, yeah, yeah, it's wrong. Like, yeah, absolutely, it's wrong. Uh, I think, though, I don't want to use it as an excuse to cover how bad we were. But yes, absolutely, it's poor, poor officiating yet again. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think Arsenal would have had a penalty against Palace. How Shaka didn't get a penalty is beyond me. Uh, but we're, we're used to these decisions now, aren't we? We're used to Arsenal re- not really getting the rub of the green, uh, especially with, even with VAR. It seems to let us down when we need it. So, uh, yeah, it's been a very back, brought back to earth. And I think a little bit of uh, realism is needed. So, you know, uh, we need to be a bit more realistic. The, the club always said, you know, we, we look at the squad, we look how, how small it is. And the club always said at the beginning of the season, Europe is our target. And I think we're still on for Europe. I think it's going to be difficult now. I think there's a, I think United and well, United. Thankfully, United are in disarray as well. Uh, and I think, you know, but yeah, it's, it's a very big month now. And I, I don't think we'll get top four. I, I have to say, I think we might. We hopefully we should get stumble to get fifth or sixth, just because I don't think the teams around us are in particularly great form. I don't think West Ham are in amazing form. And I don't, you know, United uh, are absolutely appalling at the minute. So it'd be a bit. You know, it's on Arteta now. And, you know, you think about these things. Well, we've got the youngest manager and, you know, one of the youngest managers, the youngest team. You know, these sorts of results are going to happen. So, for me, my stance on it is this. If we can get Europe this year, I think that's, you know, we should expect that. And then next season, he'll have the summer to sort of right a few of the wrongs and then Champions League. If he doesn't get Champions League at the end of next year, I think he should go. That's where I think we are. I think he'll have had enough time. And I think he is creating something good. Uh, and, I, and yeah, if we got Europe this year, we, we, yeah, Europe this year is what we should be aiming for. Uh, and yeah, I don't mean that fucking terrible conference trophy or whatever it's called. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, Europa League. Yeah, and a lot could depend on, on Palace. Because if Palace win the FA Cup, I can't quite see that happening but say they did um you know say say they did i'm just looking at some of the comments coming in because they actually got somebody in the studio have you seen some, some of the comments no i don't know right right yeah you're probably best yeah, off probably probably on the last one <laughs> but you've got to see the funny side of it now but i wasn't seeing the funny side of it at the time um yeah i totally lost the gist of what i'm saying there um yes yeah, so what were we talking about again um yeah, the way uh, the situation with uh, yeah the the whatever it's called the the sort of lower class European competition that Arsenal might end up playing in conference. Yeah, a lot of lot of people sort of poo pooed that idea last season and said it's a good job that Arsenal didn't make that competition. But the thing is, if they did, there would have been more squad rotation because half of the half of the issues, according to this is not particularly according to me, but according to other other people out there on the internet, they're saying half the issue is the lack of squad rotation. And had Arsenal been in Europe or some other cup competition for any serious length of time, there would have had to been more squad rotation. Because what, what's happening now is Arteta's bringing these players in from the cold, you know, like uh, Lukonga, he's hardly played any games. Tavares been treated pretty abysmally, I have to say. I'm a fan of Arteta, but... Not no, not a massive fan of what he's done to Nuno. Um, I think Nuno deserved better, really. Um, 
and I, I would have liked him to have played. So there's there's those two players, and luckily some of the older the older pros come in, come in and seem to yeah. seem to handle it better. You know, like um, the guy at right back who came in. You know, he's he's been all right. I've always thought he's okay. He's quite a decent player. Obviously, he's not it's not the same level as the Japanese international, but he's he's quite solid. And and I've noticed um, from my perspective, at least, the other teams are not they're not really targeting Arsenal's right. They don't really want to attack down that side. They will, but they, that's not that's not their plan, is it? They're going to attack down Arsenal's left because without Tierney, um, I think even well, with Tierney, sometimes sometimes there's there are gaps there. But there's just been gaps everywhere, you know. I mean, the way the way um, Brighton were running straight through the middle, and that guy, the the one um, Belgian guy, scored. No one was near yeah. him. No one was even near him. I was just couldn't believe it. It was clearly on his own. It was not on his own. Yeah, you're you're right. But how the lack of rotation has caused these players to be coming in from cold, absolutely spot on. Uh, And then, you know, he puts Odegaard with him. Odegaard's not, you know, a defensive-minded player. And there is a lot of defensive work needed in that position. It was, yeah, it was. It's, uh, you know, it it was so poor. Uh, and yeah, a lot of the Brighton performance has to be on Arteta, uh, and and you, I agree completely. He has treated uh, the Conga terribly, and you know we we talked about this uh, much earlier in the season with how he treated Bellerin. Like he has got poor man management skills sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know uh, it's it's and but I, I see your point. If we'd been in Europe, we would have had. And I think this is what will happen this year uh, is we will uh, have to beef up this club. Undoubtedly, we'll get another five, six players in. So whatever European uh, competition we're in, we will beef up the the squad because we can't survive on 17 players. So I think, uh, yeah, we have to, really. He made some comment, uh, which I haven't read properly. Arteta made some comment, I, I think I saw it not very long ago, where he's basically saying, squad's always been small. But it's, I, I don't recall it being that small. And obviously, when you're getting rid of players, like as in what happened over January, to not replace them. I mean, looking back on it now, I see it as asset stripping, even though at the time I wasn't against... I mean, I was against the idea of not bringing anybody in at all. I thought that was madness, um, but really, you know, it's just it was it was probably good for squad morale. There's been a massive massive um, argument between uh, Piers Morgan and Lee Dixon about that. Did you did you know about about Ogre? Yeah, <laughs> I can't. Here's my here's my thought on it. Right, here's my thought on it. Yeah. With uh, yeah, do you want to? Yeah, we have. Yeah, in that January transfer window, you don't always get what you want. Yeah, you always and, and we have bought some absolute shockers in that January transfer window. Pablo Mari, Kim Calston with the broken back, oh, yeah. uh, Suarez. And if it's just a case of getting in bodies, then you know, we can't moan at Arsenal for not wasting money. Uh, do you know what I mean? So you can either go, well, we should spend money and get in bodies, and then we're stuck with these shit players for years. Yeah, if we can't get a loan, like we tried to get that mellow in on a loan for six months, they wanted 18 months, we said no. So if we can't get these players in short term, 
because we don't want to get screwed over again, then it's better not to waste the money and keep our powder dry. Short term, yeah. that puts us in a precarious situation. But I think, you know, and it was a risk, but I think it was always the case of, you know, we've certainly improved this summer or this season. And in the summer, we will spend money and get more players in. And I think, you know, do you want to get players in that don't fit what Arteta wants, don't fit the, the ideals, uh, take a lot of money up, just so we've got players in for now. That probably won't make much of a difference. Okay, you look at even that for Hovic isn't in a great amount of form for Juve, and he would have been a player that I would have had it had in. But mm. you know, we need to you know stay strong and not spend our money unnecessarily. So that's why I yeah, and you know to c- c- cement your point, you said that yeah, getting rid of Uber was good for morale. Absolutely, absolutely, mm. it was good for morale. Uh, and I think you know. It needs to be done because he was wasn't you know his wages are off the bill and he wasn't yeah Piers Morgan right fucking Piers Morgan I can't stand him. he's a horrible human being right remember this is a guy that printed pictures of British soldiers uh, torturing Iraqi POWs and then they then got turned out to be fake so he printed these fake pictures of British soldiers. This guy will, will sell his grandmother for, for, for money, right? He's, he, no, he's a horrible asshole. He's entitled to his opinion, yes, but he's a shock journalist. But like, He failed in America. Uh, and, you know, his opinion on Arsenal isn't worth much. You know, and the fact that, you know, Dixon went, and Dixon said what everyone else has been saying, Uber wasn't fitting. He was out of form for a year and a half. He hasn't been doing the business. And he was, he was a bad role model, bad attitude. He didn't fit. You know, the fact that Uber has said to himself, like, leave it alone. And Piers Morgan is still banging this drum. Just goes to show what a fucking toxic human being he is. And he's an embarrassment to ask for. I can't stand the man. So with, with Uber, yeah, fair play. He's doing well at Barca. Good for him. But it won't last. Right? Javi will get rid and buy someone younger and better as soon as he possibly can. And he's in a he's in a weaker league, you know. He's playing against fucking pub teams, so the, the yeah. wasn't doing. And what frustrates me the most about this whole argument is he wasn't doing it for Arsenal. He wasn't scoring for Arsenal. He was getting missing guilt edge chances out of form. He was a bad role model, and it's just like, oh, I wish we had him back. Why? Like I know Lacquer has been fucking dreadful, and he has right. No, I'm not even going to argue that point. He has been awful, and in the last couple of games, his his link-up play, and the, th- the only thing that he can bring to the table, because he runs like CeeLo Green, is <laughs> his link-up play, and that's been shit, right? That's, that's been non-existent. So he needs to be dropped. He absolutely. Does. Right? He, absolutely. He should have been dropped against Brighton, all right? He had a stinker against Palace. He wasn't the only one. That's when you make the change. I would have put Martinelli up top. That seems like the obvious thing. Give it a go. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But at least you're saying to Lacquer, be fucking better. Because at the minute, you're not hitting the standards. Right? I think he's putting the effort in. I'm sure he's putting the effort in. It's just that it's I think just he's knackered. Yeah. I think well, he's, he's probably just right? shot his bolt, as it were. Yeah, he just exactly. hasn't got any more fuel in his tank. He's just been, he's just been running himself ragged. You know, to get back in the team because he was out of the team for quite a while. And to yeah, get back in yeah. the team, he had to run, he had to graft, and he's done all of those things. And he did lift morale. I mean, he's not yeah, at the moment yeah. because he's just knackered. I feel yeah, sorry yeah. for him actually. I think I, I still like him, 
I'm not sure yeah, I'd give him a new contract based on, and you know, I love yeah. Lacquer, right? but I'm not sure I'd give him a new contract based on yeah. recent performances. Yeah. But at the same time, he's ploughing a lone furrow by himself up front, more or less. And he, so, you know, it's a tough, it's a tough yeah. gig, as it were. Absolutely. And then when you yeah. start looking at the, the replacements, the only issue I've got is none of them have really cracked it. I don't, they haven't had an extended run trying to crack it. Yeah. Like no, even Kessia hasn't. And I, I yeah. don't rate Nketiah that particularly highly. But Nketiah hasn't had an extended run. None of them have because he doesn't rotate the squad. Yeah, And Brighton was the opportunity to go, right, you know, have a few games rest. You know, because this left, like, for example, you know, and, he, and he didn't. And that's why I'm, I'm frustrated with him. And I hope to God he learns his fucking lesson. But I don't think he will. Certainly not this season. I think we're going to have to buy, add to the shopping list, two new fucking left-backs. Because I don't think you can rely on Tierney now, uh, you know, because he's all injured all the time. And do you know what I mean? Tavares yeah, clearly. Tavares and Tavares, he might not, he might not ever get the best out of Tavares again. You know, Tavares, did you? I just wanted to call your attention to something. You know, when um, uh, when when the disallowed goal, well, at the point when the goal wasn't um, disallowed, Martinelli went over to Tavares, not just Tavares. But I'm not saying there's any significance in this. Maybe you can put your take on it. But he didn't. He didn't go and jump. You know, start hugging Arteta. He went to other members of the staff and he hugged Nuno Tavares. Now I'm not saying there was anything in that, but I found that really strange. You know, because Arteta was, he was, he was the guy that was closest to the to the touchline. So you, normally most players go to the manager first. They don't yeah, go to all the backup team. Yeah, maybe. I'm not. Maybe. I'm not sure if to read anything into that or not. But the there was the reason why I'm reading something into it, or maybe reading something into it, is because the lackluster performances, particularly the last one, you could see from the start that Arsenal didn't seem like they wanted it. And now I'm not sure what to put that down to. It's either they don't. I I don't want to think they don't want to play for the manager because why would it happen all of a sudden? I just felt like something's happened behind the scenes that we don't know about, and I've got no idea what it is that has brought morale from where it was to where it is now. And um, I just, I just yeah. understand it. Go, aren't they? They're, like they're going to have to sort of pull their fingers up because it's like they want to play for the club. Because I, I don't think Arteta's going anywhere. If you've seen anything over the last eighteen months, the club will stick with him. I think they might. I think he's like I said. I think we've got another year. I think and. You know, and, and as well, you know, we've only lost four times this calendar year. Two of them are to Liverpool and Man City. So this is, you know, I, I don't think, you know, you look at, uh, and this is what pisses me off. The media has been blowing this out of proportion. In my opinion, been blowing this out of proportion. Yes, we were bad, right? But we've got, like I said, we've got the youngest team, and I think that's yeah. a factor, right? Where's the media slagging off? You know, when Chelsea lost 4-1 at Brentford or, yeah. uh, you know, when Spurs have lost. They, you don't get the same thing. So I don't think it's as dramatic as it is. I do think, you know, we need to see a performance against Southampton. If we lose three times, if we lose against Southampton, then I think, you know, we can say goodbye to top four. Uh, and I think maybe it is perhaps because of the squad being so small. But he has to, Arteta has to take responsibility for that. He also has to take responsibility for the Tavares, how he's managed that situation. Yeah, yeah definitely. Because he said, 
you know, uh, and that's what has frustrated me more out of anything. Yeah, we've played poor. You know, you don't always play well. There are games you don't always play well. Sometimes you play badly. That happens. The issue to me, though, was within, to be honest, I know it's easy to be wise after the event, but within the first two to three minutes, I thought, this is not going to go well. And I've thought it about both games. And the reason why was the lack of energy. I'm not saying yeah. it's a lack of effort. There was a lack of energy throughout the whole entire team. There wasn't one player that was busting a gut to to get from A to B because they I don't know. I don't know where their heads were at. It I don't know if it's psychological or physical or both. You know, because another thing that crossed my mind is, you know, we always used to make fun of um of Spurs for choking. You know, that, mm. that sort of psychological term, you know, when they all sort of, you know, like yeah. a lot of professional sportsmen, they get to that high-pressure situation and because they've not been there before, they're likely to choke or, as somebody oh. said, you know, they lose their bottle, call it what you will. They lose it. They just suddenly don't believe in themselves for whatever reason. And again, that would come back to the management. I would have thought, I would have thought, They'd have sort of sports psychologists to 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 nail it so that so that the players never get in that position. But there's something dramatically wrong. I I just felt felt it before the before the results, just just the opening minutes. I just thought this is not the Arsenal I have seen in the previous games. Like the Liverpool defeat, that was a different Arsenal. That was a good Arsenal effort. The effort was there and the, the, the zip and the buzz was there. The way they were playing, was it was all there and the, except the result. And then obviously Villa, that wasn't a great performance. But, it you know, I think Arsenal deserved three points just about. Yeah, so that wasn't great. So maybe the writing was on the wall there. Maybe it's just tiredness. I don't know. What, what do you think it is? Do you think it's physical, mental or both? Well, I don't think, again, I don't think we should look into it too much. Like, I think, you know, teams lose, you know, over the course of a season. Yeah, uh, yeah, they, they play, well, I thought against Villa, they played fine. They're not always mm. going to perform to the best of their ability every game, are they? Sometimes you ride your luck, sometimes, you yeah. and sometimes you don't get the luck. Like, you could yeah. say that yeah. you didn't get the luck in that decision. Uh, and, I, and, yeah, of course, I do think that if we've got that goal, yeah, with the tactical change, we possibly would have snuck. We would have, I don't think they would have scored a second goal, definitely. Uh, so, you know, I, I, it's 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 very fine margins in, in in you know elite sports, isn't it? You know, it's very very small things. I don't yeah, see, really. I, and I do. I, look, don't get me wrong. Yeah, he he made a mistake. His big mistakes were taking Xhaka out of the midfield, uh, not playing Tavares, and continuing with Ekaset and. For me, you know, that's where I think he went wrong. Uh, the players have got no excuse about being tired because they're not playing huge amounts of games. Like Liverpool and Man City are playing three games every week. Or, uh, do you know what I mean? Like uh, two games a week. We don't really have much. And they, and they will now for the rest of the season. Yeah, if they want to be successful. And the best players want to be successful. The best players want to play those amounts of games every week because they want to win trophies. And if Arsenal players want to win trophies, then they have to play these amount of games. So I'm not buying too much into they're tired. I think poor motivation. I think uh, maybe the, Arteta didn't get his ideas across on the training ground, perhaps enough. Uh, you know, there's, it's a number of things. I think I think youth is a factor. You know, you look at Spurs, and as much as it pains me to say, 
their best players are coming to the fore right now. So Harry Kane's son are playing their best football at the moment. Uh, yeah. But that's experience, isn't it? That's experience. And that's what we don't have. We don't have experience. A lot of these players haven't seen the season yet. Well, yeah, yeah that's, why, that's why back in the day somebody said, who was it? Was it Hansen said, can't win, can't win championships with kids. And then obviously man, you managed to do it anyway. But the thing is, when you've got when you've got a team full of kids, well, I mean they're not quite kids, but you know, a very very young team, you will you will have blips, you will have ups and downs. But the thing the thing that when I've seen young teams before that have had their ups and downs, they the difference is they had a certain amount of energy. So even when they mess up, they mess up with energy. But this team, just a lot, I'm only talking about the last two games, maybe Villa a little bit. The last couple of games, they're just messing up without the energy. So they give a bad ball away and they don't even chase back. I can't remember. I was trying to see who it was, but it was somebody who didn't even chase back. Did you see yeah, that? Yeah, I, I don't remember that from the Villa game, I have to say. But yeah, yeah. I just uh, thought it was lacklustre. I thought Villa was lacklustre. Actually, it's interesting you say that about Villa. So I'm not saying I called it right, but I just thought it wasn't a great performance. And I, and I'm... I was watching it with a Villa fan and he said, oh, you were much better than us. So mm. it was good to hear that. I was really pleased, but that's not how I viewed that game. I thought a draw would I thought probably the first half we bossed it. I thought the first half we bossed it, didn't score enough goals. And yeah. if we had scored enough goals, we would have been out of sight. Uh, that's how I saw that game going. I don't know how your Villa mate saw it, but that's how I saw it going. But yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't want to be really focused on it enough to say, but you know, that's what he said. He said, No, Arsenal are a better team than Villa. Simple as that. See on Twitter, and you see on Twitter, like, all these Arteta are out, Arteta needs to go. We're the most fickle, yeah, and yeah. you know, fan base. Every time we lose, get rid of Arteta, get him out, get him out. This man shouldn't be at my club. And you think about, you know, we're in the that's top not- four, we're still, we're still in the hunt for top four. You know, I don't think we'll get it because I think we'll continue to play poorly. But, you know, you look at the beginning, mid-April, we're still in the hunt for top four, you know, and it's kind of like, you know, for me, it's it's not as bad as it seems. I think it's, I think we won't get it. I do. But, you know, if we get a couple of results, you know, let, let's be honest, if we, if we somehow beat Southampton, who, who aren't in great form at the minute. They got smashed by Chelsea, didn't they? Yeah. That in uh, itself worries me as well. Because you know when well, a team gets smashed say, normally. Yeah, you say that, I know. But if they, if they got beat that badly, then this, there's a reason why they got beat that badly, isn't it? Because they're not that good. You know, so it's like, I know what you mean. And they'll have to put on a performance and maybe they will put on a performance, but maybe they won't as well. You know, like, yeah. yeah the it's just, you know, you say that, but every time, not every time, but a lot of times when I look at sort of trends, I'm not talking about particularly Arsenal, more or less any team, when they get... When they let in five goals, yeah, every now and then they'll let in a load more goals in the next game. But generally, they'll shut up shop and they'll make sure defensively they're pretty sound. So well, I think so it's going to be quite tight. Which is, they won't attack, which is good for Arsenal. Cause, yeah, 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 that's actually true. Arsenal yeah. probably get a load of possession down there. And uh, yeah. Arsenal's record at Southampton, I mean... Arteta's got, Arteta's got problems that he needs to fix. The, problem, yeah, the big problem... Up. The left back situation. What's he going to do there? You know, an option is Arteta uh, put Saka there. I don't want to see that. Uh, he has to stick with Tavares. Why buy a player and not play him? It's 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 frustrating. So you know, for me, it's 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 a simple. Yeah, you, know, you have to stick with Tavares. 
at least one more game. Like, you can't bring a player out from the cold, don't play him, and then when he has a stinker of a performance, you hoik him off after X amount of time, uh, which uh, maybe on hindsight was the best thing to do. But yeah, you've got to man-manage that player, and he hasn't. Uh, so he he, he's got him. I didn't have a problem with him uh, subbing him at half-time, or even the Forest game I didn't see, so I can't comment on that. But I didn't think it was that bad, and I honestly thought he didn't. He brought him off at half-time. He said for tactical reasons, and I sort of believed it. But I think it was also to do with the fact that he's less experienced than the other players, and he's sort of gambling on the experienced players to produce the goods rather than some some rookie left back who's got a lot of talent. We know that. And then, yeah. but the thing yeah, is, Tavares might not know that because he's not been told it enough. Perhaps we don't know, but he's just. He just seems short of confidence. He's a, he's a decent player, but I just think, I mean, me personally, I don't know what you would do, but you're, you're going to hate me for saying this, but somebody else said it as well. I would have considered bringing El Nenny in, uh, in the midfield and then keep Tavares and play play a different system, but I don't think he's going to do that. Have El Nenny, because there's no, there's no protection for, you know, everybody started slagging, even, even on the sort of pro pro-Arteta um, podcast, they're all slagging off Ben White, they're all slagging off um, No, Gabriel. I think when you, when you move, when you play of a system, then by moving even one player around, it fucks up the, it's, yeah, it's the dynamics, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, absolutely, uh, what, so put El and keep Xhaka at left back? No, no, I would bring Xhaka into midfield. The way I was yeah. thinking of it was play it, a different number of midfielders. So, I, I mean, I didn't think the whole thing through, but I just thought, stick with what we got, but let the fullbacks attack more by bringing in an extra midfielder like El Nenny, who just tidies up. He's not going to do anything flash. Probably won't make any major mistakes. Just just to give them a bit more confidence because the way the way they're playing at the moment, it's just too open. Because yeah, if, yeah, if Nuno, yeah, I like Nuno yeah. when he goes forward. He can't go forward. Well, he can, he can but then uh, then Shaka's got a got a cover for him if he goes forward. Yeah, I mean, you can play a double pivot. We can't play four three three because none of neither of our players, the Conga or Shaka or anyone in that squad, apart from Partey, can play a six. So you can't play four three three with the two more attacking midfielders. So you have to play a double pivot. So if you're if you're saying you don't want three defensive midfielders. I don't want to see El Neni, Xhaka and Lukonga in midfield. Maybe take Lukonga out. I wouldn't, but I can. Yeah. you can't play it. But some people say Lukonga's not really that defensive. I'm not sure how defensive he is. I mean, he can be defensive, but I'm not sure. Because we haven't really seen him. He's not attacking no, in the sort of Odegaard sense of the word. No, he no, isn't. He's not, but... No, he's a six. He's just not yeah. very good at it. Arsenal fan, Arsenal coaches think that he will be a six. Uh, he will, he will actually play the role that Partey plays currently. That's what they're hoping for in the, in the long term. Uh, yeah, the uh, the Congo is not attacking in any sense of the word. Uh, so I wouldn't. So I what, wouldn't do. What that. would be your solution? Because I think both of us seem to want Nuno back in the team. I, I certainly yeah. want him back, but only under certain circumstances. If he's protected. If he's, he needs some sort of protection, I, I think then, yeah, right. he, they need to the, the formation as it is. But I wouldn't have. I'd have Smith Rowe on the left 
and I think Smith Rowe tracks back a bit more than Martinelli does. Yeah. Uh, and I put Martinelli up top, and I'd have Odegaard as the ten, and I'd have Saka out on the right, and I'd have Jacker and Lacan with the double pivot. Mm. Uh, that, that that for me was the obvious thing. And even if Tavares, if Tavares is playing really really badly, then you know a solution would be maybe change it up to have like wing backs. So you have, uh, what's it called? You have maybe Xhaka as a, as a Saka, sorry, as a wing back, uh, and I think Martinelli could probably. But I, I don't really like the idea of that because I think that's just messing around with it too much. I think you know, Lacan. This, this is the thing: all of these players are young players, and this is what's frustrated me. They're all young players, and they're getting loads of abuse. Or, you know, they're not being supported. And Arteta has to, you know, take responsibility for this. He's left these players uh, out to dry a little bit. So, you know, uh, I, I think uh, Tavares needs to start. Really, I think he needs to start. because, Or he never plays for Arsenal again. It's as simple as that. He never plays for Arsenal again. Because, you know, you, why buy a, a backup left-back and not play? Uh, so that would be my, uh, that'd be my stick with him. You know, coach him because he's obviously not a mug. You know, like because the the only other solution is you put Cedric at left back, and then you put Ben White at right back, and you put bring Holden in. But that just disjoints everything again. Uh, and I don't know. Like it's up it's up to Arteta. Obviously, this is why he gets paid the big wages. But that's an option as well. I don't remember Cedric being particularly great at left back, but he no, can fill it. But he again. Yeah, but it's just like, I just feel sorry for Tavares. Like, you know, obviously the manager sees things that we don't on the training pitch. But for him to say, oh, you know, I wanted him, you know, well, I'm going to put my arm around him and then you don't play him. Uh, you know, I, I just think it's, it's incredibly poor man management. Uh, and, you know, he, he's got a, a big decision. He's got a big game on Saturday. Because, you know, we have to get Europe. I think if we don't get Europe, then questions have to be asked. That was our target for this year, getting Europe. How many uh, years have got left? Is it a year? It's only another year, is it? Is it? Uh, they, oh, they were threatening to extend it. I don't think they've extended it yet, though. <laughs> I think they'll wait till the end of the year to extend it. Yeah. Yeah, I still so got happy. faith in Arteta. I think the guy's clever. He's, he's yeah. a bit yeah, of a disciplinarian. Perhaps a little bit too much so, I'm not sure. But, you know, he's got his ideas, he's got his philosophy. He's got a lot going for him and he's got youth, you know, in as much as he should learn from his mistakes. As long as he does yeah. that, Arsenal might end up with a top manager. I mean, I'm not yeah. sure he's quite a top manager at this stage, but he's... No, he's still learning his, 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 his craft. Yeah. Uh, as, are the, as are the players. And I think... That's why I don't want to like blow this out of all proportion, because it's like, well, he's still learning. You know, it would have been nice if he'd gone to another team to learn. <coughs> oh, bless me. It'd be nice if he'd gone to another team to learn you know, from his mistakes a bit more. But yeah, we're in that situation now where he's with us, uh, and so yeah, it, it just yeah, you go on Twitter and some of the fucking nonsense that you read on Twitter about you know, and all these people that have never played football. They don't know anything about football. Yeah, they're just fans. And it's like, and you know, ultimately, Joe, me and you as well, we are fans. Right? Yeah, We've got some right. experience playing, possibly more so than a fair few uh, at a decent level. 
but yeah, it's Arteta's opinion that counts. And I think, you know, you, some of the absolute shit that I've seen on Twitter, yeah, he needs to go, blah, blah. And Piers Morgan is fucking terrible. Like, Piers, Piers Morgan, yeah, you know, it's just highlighting his ignorance. You know, if you can't see that Arsenal have improved, and you can see, look at the stats. Arsenal have improved since Uber's left. Like, there's no denying that. Is Laka the answer? No. Right? No, absolutely not. Okay? Uh, and he needs to go. Like, if, if, any, if you've learned anything from this, Laka, do not give that man a, an extension because he can't hack it. And Apparently, there's one on the table still. Unless <laughs> I'd love to see this table. You know, does the table, yeah. you know, does when they put a contract on the table, does it just stick there, stay there? You know, do they, do they sort of nail it to the table till it gets signed? I don't know how that works. I'm guessing uh, maybe it's not physically on away. the table. Yeah. I'm actually yeah. taking away speak. Yeah, I mean, at the moment, somebody slyly, like one of the cleaners, suddenly slyly took, took the, the table and, and the contract away. The ways. I mean, and you know, yeah. I love Lekker. I just, and I think he will come good, but I don't think Arsenal can right. be patient anymore. He's Absolutely. not. Absolutely. I've lost, he I've fast. lost patience with him, even me. And I, I love that that guy to death. I think he's I think he's great on his day, but it feels like a while <laughs> since he had his day. You know, oh, so he's, he's had his day in the other sense of the word. That he's just, you know, he's yeah, he's done. Like he's, yeah. he's he's got no pace. He's got no mobility. But it, it, before he used to have some sort of predatorial instinct. He doesn't have that now. He doesn't score, does he? He doesn't he doesn't score goals, and that's his primary fucking function is to score goals. And when you stopped doing your primary fucking function, you have to go. Well, what is the point of you? Uh, yeah, and and I think right, Ian Wright mentioned this a few weeks ago. He goes, Arsenal have to, you know, we have to change our style now because clubs have worked us out. Team, you know, Palace certainly worked us out, uh, but there's a danger that teams will work out how we play now, and so we have to do something different. And he's absolutely so right. From my perspective. I see the tactic, the other, the opponent's tactic is stop Saka from playing by kicking him, doing whatever you have yeah, to do. That's tactic. Yeah, that's her tactic. It's not, though. No, that's not it. It stopped the winger, stopped Martinelli and Saka uh, from making those runs past Lacazette. So Lacazette comes deep and yeah. he plays them. That's, that's our main tactic. Uh, and they've worked that out. And so now he needs to think of something, you know, but you know, it, it, these, some of these problems will go away when we sign a proper striker in the summer. That's for certain. Yeah. And when there's a bit of more protection for, for Saka, because I, I do worry about him. He gets whacked quite a lot, you know, playing I mean, on the right wing. Exactly. They're never going to be protected. He's always going to get kicked. It's just the nature of English football. I don't, I don't agree with yeah. it. Yeah. I agree with it, but it's not the nature of English football. He'll always get kicked. Yeah, I don't know. It's, I don't think Martinelli gets targeted as much. I'm not sure no. why that. Is. I think it's because of Saka. You know, with England, he was he he did so well with England, and then when he when he started this season, ever literally everybody knew this guy is a danger man, so they wanted to take him out. And they yeah. they particularly try to they just you know they take it in turns to kick him. It's just why is it well, not protection? Villa did when we played yeah. them. It's like cyclical fouling, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, uh, I, I don't see that changing. Uh, and that's just English. We, we talked about this for years, haven't we? About, you know, I know he, there's a possibility he could get injured, permanently injured, and people just go, well, that's the game. 
And I, I don't agree with it. I think more needs to be done. Uh, but it's just very sort of moronic. Actually, like Gerard said something. He's like, oh, yeah, I had all these broken hips, blah, 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 blah. I was like, like a badge of honour. Like, no, there's fundamentally something wrong with the game if you think it's okay to injure people beyond the... You know what I mean? And they, so they can't yeah, play again. Yeah, beyond the corner of duty, really, to do that. Yeah. But yeah, so, I mean, the older players... The older players have terrible injuries. You know, it's true. And uh, But, you know, here we are, 2022. So I have to remind myself sometimes. But we're supposed to be... I mean, we don't want to take all the phys- physicality out of the game. But at the same time... Players deserve a certain amount of protection. And um, again, I'm sort of calling a conspiracy card, thinking, why is it that players can kick kick the likes of Saka indiscriminately for the whole entire game and not one person gets sent off? Never happens, does it? They might, you'd be lucky if they get a yellow. Normally it's like a stern talking to. And um, to me, that seems to be, I know it's sort of rudimentary and, and basic. But I think that's that's I think their game plan is just take him out. That's 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 a major part of well Brighton and Palace and Villa. They've had had a really good go at trying to take him out. I don't think they were one hundred percent successful, but I know but obviously the last two results indicate that maybe they were a little bit successful. Oh, but Saka yeah. wasn't that I wouldn't say he weren't at the races, but he wasn't at his best, was he, for those two games. But I think it's I think it's down to this systematic fouling that's going on. I'll put it down yeah. to that because, I mean, he's still, you know, he's still got, um, you know, the afterburners. He can leave leave players for dead. He's still, he's still got all of that. But, but you know, there's been other factors too that have played a part. So, um, but yeah, so we're sort of looking ahead to Southampton then. So how would you line up given, given the current situation? You know, because... Like Partey, I said, I, I, I think he needs to... I don't, I don't think he will do this. I think he'll try and be too clever and I think we'll lose. But I think he needs to try and mend bridges with Tavares. He needs yeah. to, it could, why, why sign a player, and he, yeah, a young player, you know there's going to be bumps in the road. You know he's not going to perform well all the time. Why sign him and then not play him? Uh, and, you know, it, it just baffles me. So that I, would, I would play, you know, Jacques Lokonga in the midfield. I would drop Lacazette. Like a fucking stone, uh, and I put Martinelli up top just to try it out. Yeah, and you know he's 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 not exactly a small player, is he? It might work, it might not, but at least it says to Lacazette he gets a break, and it says you know I'm not happy with how things are going. Uh, and, and yeah, and see, I, I I think honestly I think the season it it, it could peter out, uh, and that would be a shame because of how, how far we've come, but you know. I, I, I think, I, I just, I, I, yeah, we'll, we'll see. That, but that's it all I depends. I mean, if Arsenal get a decent result at Southampton, it might reinvigorate them all. Um, yeah. But yeah, one other, one other position I want to talk about. I didn't put it on the list. So. What about goalkeeper? Because some people are saying, and I don't know what I think about this to be honest. Because I love Ramsdale, but then Leno performed out of his skin at Villa. He put in a. I mean, it was yeah. a nine or ten out of ten uh, performance. You, know? you can't drop players after one or two bad performances. Mm. And Ramsdale's kicking has been erratic. But again, and I, I, it's, it feels like I repeat myself on this. You know, they're young; they make mistakes. You can either, yeah, you, know, you have to give them a bit more time to work out if they're going to be the real deal or not. 
and you know they only you only find out if they're the real deal or not by putting them in real life experiences and seeing how they cope. If at the end of the season Arteta goes, you know, Tavares isn't the one, then you sell him. You know, he he had enough time with Gendouzi, gave Gendouzi enough chances. I know you've mentioned him on our talk about. He gave enough chances. He gave Özil enough chances. He gave Abamyang enough chances. They fucked up. It wasn't the first time. Tavares has had two bad games. He had a bit of a stinker against Liverpool. Then he dropped him for two months. Then he had, brings him back from the cold as a stinker again. Hoiks him off after thirty minutes. His confidence is shot to fucking pieces. Brings him, plays him against Palace. Then you know. It's awful man management. What is that, you know, ruthlessness. You know, Ozil, Bamiang, Guendouzi, all these players had much, many, many more chances. Ramsdale, yeah, his kickings has been a little bit erratic, yeah. But he's young, he makes mistakes. Yeah, but what I'm trying to say, Alex, what I'm trying to say is that on the back of Leno's performance, I wouldn't have said that Ramsdale's been the first twice. Yeah, but it was such a good performance. Against Villa, he, he doesn't play. You can't, yeah. you know. Remember, oh, remember when Meningo, remember Alex Meningo, yeah, right? Yeah. And David, right? Remember Seaman got injured, and I think Meningo was in the quarterfinal of the cup, and he saved those pens, and he played really well for ten games. Yes. Uh, however long Seaman was injured, right? And then what happens? As soon as Seaman came back, he took his place. Why? Because Seaman was the number one goalkeeper. Leno clearly is not the number one goalkeeper for Arteta. Not for me, for Arteta. He doesn't play the way that Arteta wants him to play. He doesn't have the, the kicking ability, etc., etc. So when your number one goalkeeper comes back, you play him. I, I don't. It doesn't matter how well he plays. Leno knows, he, and I'm sure he knows already, he's leaving at the end of the year. Right, he doesn't want to play number two. Absolutely fine. That that's his prerogative. I've got no issue with him leaving at the end of the year, right? Because he wants to be yeah, same as Martinez. I never had a problem with Martinez leaving. He wanted to play first team football. You can't deny a player that, right? Yeah, it's it's ambition, crack on, right? The same as Leno, but thankfully he's professional enough to put put on decent performance, and it was a very good performance against Villa, all right? Uh, but. It doesn't change the fact that he's not our number one, and no. so, and I don't no. think as well for Ramsdale's confidence, it does him yeah. any good. You know, Ramsdale's yeah. done nothing wrong. He's got injured. No, no I'm not was. saying that. I'm not saying he's done anything wrong. All I'm saying well, is when you've got when you've got a player that's perhaps I don't know how bad his injury was, but it must have been pretty bad for Ramsdale to be out because he's the kind of guy who's. You know, he'd say, "Boss, I'm all right. I've got, I've broken my kneecap and an ankle, but I'll be fine." That's the sort of guy he is. So Agreed. I wouldn't yeah. want to bring him straight back in when, when the uh, number two goalkeeper. And I've never changed my mind on that. I would be in the same sort of mindset as Arteta. I'd think, well, the, my number one keeper is Ramsdale, but my number two keeper performed out of his skin. We got, we got a win. I'm not very keen to change the team when it's a winning team. No, I mean, that's, no, that's just no, policy. No, I, no, I no. If Ramsdale was fit enough to play against Palace, and I'm assuming he was, you bring him back. He had two weeks rest, so I'm assuming he had enough time to recover from that injury, uh, whatever, or three weeks rest, because obviously he didn't play against Villa. I'm assuming he was fine to play uh, mm -hmm. against Palace. 
you, what? No, like, like I said, uh, you don't change your winning team. Yeah, fine, but you know, you, why would you not try, play? You know, the way Arteta wants to play, he needs Ramsdale in that team. Yeah, Leno doesn't. But the strange yeah, so thing is, like, since he came back, well, it's always going to happen, right? When you, when a player gets injured, it does affect their performance because they well, need it, time yeah. to put back in the groove. That's, but he's yeah, not been the it. same Ramsdale since the injury. Is I'm not saying he's been bad. I don't think he's been bad. I mean, some of the other podcasts would would say maybe you know should have stuck with Leno for a different reason to me. The only reason I thought is just give him a bit more time. Leno's bound to mess up at some point and then bring him back. I mean, I honestly thought, going back to what you said about Meninga, at the time, I was quite upset, even though I thought David Seaman's a better goalkeeper, I just thought it was unfair for Meninga to get axed yeah, as soon as yeah, Seaman was fit. Yeah, we're not in, we're not in uh, you know, sports not fair, is it? We're in competitive yeah. sport. You have to be, you have to pick the best, yeah, you, you're not here to make friends, are you? You're, you're, you're here to pick the best team to win football games. Uh, so, yeah. But you know I, that old I, saying, you're only as good as your last game. You know that saying. So, yeah, I know. Fine. I know that. I don't totally agree with I wouldn't, that, I wouldn't drop Ramsdale just because Leno's had one good game. Like, Leno has it in him to be a good goalkeeper. I don't deny that for a second. But you can't drop someone because they have one good, your, you know, one good game. Nah, that's not how it works, is it? Like, what does that say to Ramsdale? Oh, we like you, but oh, yeah, you know, it's 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 flip flop. You know, you're flip flopping, aren't you? Between, you know, and you can't do that. Yeah, there's, been, there's been managers in the past that have operated. I can't think of any that have done that. But you know, there is, there has been arguments put forward in the past, not not particularly by me, but you don't change a winning team. I don't know who who started that phrase. <laughs> No, it was a, it was a one-time thing because Ramsdale was injured. Mm. It's not he didn't change the team. He made a replacement. Do you know what I mean? It's it's that's what it was. It was a replacement. The long-term plan of Arsenal is with Ramsdale. Yeah, of course it is. Yeah. Right. Uh, so no, I, I I can't subscribe to the idea that you would. Yeah, he done well. Well done. That's what squad players are for. But that's what Leno is. He's a squad player. He's not a starter. You know, you have these classifications in, you know, football manager or whatever for, for a reason. He is a squad player. When he's needed, he plays. When he's not needed, he doesn't play. And he can either be happy with that or he can be unhappy with that. But the reality is still the same. He is so a squad games, player. How many games has a player got to play to sort of change change a mindset? Or, or in, Leno's place, in, in Leno's case, because he's been at Arsenal for so long, is it already decided that you'll be a squad player? The reason I ask this is because then how do players get in the team when they're not recognised as a first-teamer? Like, for instance, Smith Rowe, he came in and made himself a first-teamer. But he got in because of injuries, right? I think, not there's, sure there's, yeah, I think the goalkeeper's quite a unique position, isn't it? Because it's, yeah, yeah. A, it's such an important position, and B, it's, you know, it's, there's only one of them, Right. Uh, yeah, if you say look, look at uh, I don't know, let's say uh, an attack, an Odegaard or a, a ten or an attacking player, right? Smith Rowe was coming off the bench for a while, scoring and knocking on the door. So what that does to me is, is that he says to he sent to Arteta, or Arteta is thinking as soon as Odegaard or Saka drop off in form or stop performing, I know I can rely on Smith Rowe. 
and then eventually that might happen that you know you one of them gets dropped and Saka uh, Smith Rowe gets his chance to start, or Saka's not feeling too great and he knows he can trust Smith Rowe to, to fit in. Okay, and if uh, over a long period of time you know Saka or someone doesn't perform, then yeah, Smith Rowe would get a start in place. But it has to be a fair few games. But you know, in the Ramsdale situation, it's a goalkeeper, and I think that does make a difference. But as well, it was one game. You know, let's not beat ourselves up about it. It was one game. If you know, if Ramsdale was out for four, four and, and again, like I said, Leno isn't part of Arteta's plans. You long know, term. Leno, is, yeah, long term. Whereas Smith Rowe clearly is. You know, you need a squad to win games. And you look at City, obviously. You know, they've got enough play, and Pep rotates it. Because he's got enough quality that yeah, he's got two good players in every position. Yeah, he has a preferred start in eleven, but I never know if it's Mares going to start or if it's Sterling's going to start. I know, I know De Bruyne's going to start, but I don't know if Jesus is going to start. I don't. Do you know what I mean? So he has yeah. that rotation, and I don't think the opposition know as well. Uh, so it's 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 a fine balance. Yeah, fine. I'll grant you that, but I think. You know, it's there has to that you know for one for one game and for goalkeeper and for, like I said, he's not part of Arteta's plan, is he? Yeah, not Arteta. Not no. So it's so, so ironic though, when you think about Martinez. So Martinez was allowed to leave. I mean, I'm happier with Ramsdale, obviously, but hmm. Martinez was allowed to leave because Leno was first choice, and then next thing Ramsdale's staged well, the coup. I, I, yeah, you know, no, I think no, I think it was more of a case of Leno. Yeah, was he, all Leno. yeah they they picked Leno because they genuinely thought that was the one, and then you know, or maybe out of the two of them, Leno was better. They thought Le- Leno was the person they wanted, uh, and then yeah, they changed their mind, which they're entitled to do. Because if you yeah, Leno was there for a whole season, so Leno was number one for a whole season. And then they brought Ramsdale. So they had a whole season's worth of evidence to go, actually, Leno's not the one we want. You know, working with him every day, trying to develop him, trying to make him do the things that they want him to do. And they went, after a year, they went, no, he's not the one. That is much more plausible. And for yeah, me, that's right. more... You know I mean, that, that, I, I, I suspect that is the case. Not it's... Uh, you know, it, there's a full year between Martinez leaving and Ramsdale coming in, wasn't it? Yeah, who was a uh, backup keeper then? When um, I'm trying to think, yeah, it was a full year. That's uh, my, that's how I remember. Who was a backup keeper then? When, uh, when Martinez, Martinez left, yeah, it's just uh, because when Ramsdale came in, I thought he's going to be the backup keeper. But yeah, yeah, I, was, I think most people did. To be fair, uh, yeah. and didn't let, and, and 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 it was quite a bold move by Arteta to. Uh, play Ramsdale. Everyone was like, "Why are you playing him?" Uh, and he did, and he's never looked back. So you know, sometimes these things are you know turn out for the best, don't they? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I generally speaking, as you know, I'm not unhappy with Arteta. Some of the like the Nuno Tavares situation, I'm not not particularly pleased about that. Um, the goalkeeping situation, I'm not really that fussed about it. It's just that I thought when a guy's played out of his skin like that. Part of me says, and you say sport's unfair, but well, there's two reasons. One, 
I wouldn't really like to change a winning team, even though I didn't think the performance was that great against Villa. I still wouldn't want to change it. When the guys played that well, I, fe- I would feel maybe just let Ramsdale stay on the bench another week. That's what I would have done. Seriously. Um, Tavares, I would, but I would have played Tavares against Brighton. That's for sure. Because I just thought, um, I, I didn't have an issue with him coming off at half time, but I just felt like, like you said, you know, it's, it's where, where's his confidence now? You know, if he, yeah. he can't even get in the team as a left back when there is no other left back that's, you know, a first team left back at least that plays that specific position, what does that say about the manager's faith in his ability? He doesn't seem to be there. So, um, so yeah, I, I'm fearing the worst on the, uh, the way he manages that situation, but but then then perhaps I shouldn't because I I still have some faith in Arteta because I think the guy's intelligent and I, I think do. I, I, uh, I don't think he's a complete and utter nightmare to to be you know as far as I mean it seems like some of the players have respect for him. It's just the way do. that you go through you go through peaks and troughs, and we knew we were going to hit peaks and troughs with this young squad. And now we're in a bad uh, state of affairs because, you know, uh, it, it's, it's going to be difficult. These next few weeks are going to be difficult. And it might turn out that we don't get fourth. And then you'll have lots of people going, Arteta out, Arteta out. And I just, I just don't think that's the best thing. I think how far he's taken, I think what he's trying to build. You know, you look at Man United, uh, you know, they are in disarray. And, you know, everyone talks about Spurs. I can't, I can't honestly see Conte staying there for too long unless they spend money. Uh, but, you know, Spurs, I, I, saw, did you, I don't know if you saw the Villa game against Spurs. I they couldn't watch had four, They had four I was listening to it. Yeah. yeah they they scored all breakaway goals, weren't they? Yeah. And it's the same fucking thing. D- defend deep against Spurs, you have a fighting chance. I'm not saying you're going to win, but you have a fighting chance. Try and attack them, you know, they'll beat you. And I hope Arteta doesn't make the same mistake that virtually... Yeah, but Spurs were clinical. Spurs had four shots on goal and they scored four goals. They're the third highest scorer is his own, own goals. You know, uh, and, they're, and they're such a, a two-man team. You take away... You know, that Kulieski, I think his name is, the, the lad that they brought in is decent. Like, he looks good. Uh, Pains me to say, but he looks good. But you take away Son and Kane. That team is fucking... Like uh, yeah, really. rely on them so much, and you know, and you know, we you, you take away, you know, don't get me wrong, you take away any team's main midfielder and their two fullbacks, look how they suffer. You look at Liverpool. You took away Fabinho, and you took away Trent, and you took away uh, Robertson. They would struggle. Now, I'm not saying any of the three players we've lost are in that league. I'd say Partey's not a million miles off. But I'm not saying they're in that league. But I'm, you know, you take any teams, you know, they're big players. They're big players for our team, especially. And you know, of course, we're going to struggle. And you know, the lack of squad that we have and the lack of squad rotation now is being highlighted. And Arteta needs to fix both of those things. He needs to fix the fact that he doesn't rotate the squad enough. Players are isolated, and he needs to obviously in the summer he'll have an opportunity to improve the squad. And I think we'll have to buy six, seven players again. Yeah. Where's this money coming from? Because um, uh, yeah, we lost we, a lot. Yeah, but we've shifted a lot of wages. Remember? Yeah, that's and true. We, 
and we have uh, a set type now, don't we? Young players that are, I still, and I don't think we'll change from that. Young players that are not a million miles away from their ceiling, but still have a bit to go. Yeah, that seems to be who we're looking to buy. We're not looking to buy seasoned vets because we've you know, been burnt there so many times. And we're not even looking to buy 27, 28-year-olds. We're looking to buy like Tierlemans or Neves or you know those strikers that have been in for. They're all 23, 24. They're good, but they're not perfect. Not finished product, yeah. What about and is it like Neves? 100 million Wolves want for him. United will pay that because yeah. United funk, funk money like there's no tomorrow. Arsenal might pay that. Uh, not um, for them. Um, and would you sell Pepe to Newcastle for 28 million or whatever the, uh, whatever the press is saying? Well, again, you know, clearly Arteta doesn't rate him, does he? Uh, 28 million, you should feel like we've, we've lost a lot of money on him. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what well, at the end of the season. Well, at the end of the season, I assume. Uh, perhaps if if we if we get people in, this is the thing we need. We need to get people in. Clearly, he doesn't rate him because he doesn't he hasn't played him at all, has he? Uh, mm-hmm. But much. He had that cameo against Wolves, didn't he? Uh, perhaps, yeah. If the twenty eight million seems a bit for what we paid for him, seems Same a bit. <laughs> yeah. That's but, and then you've got yeah, to, to take yeah. the count off. Um, yeah, to me, I, I still think I've, I was happy to see him come on as a sub. Uh, I, he didn't make any dramatic difference to the game, but I, I just thought I like to see that guy on the pitch because he will take on players. He will take risks as long as he's well, not not having to track back too much. And he's not the worst at tracking back. He has improved in that aspect of his game. I've seen much worse than him. So I'm I'm never unhappy to see him because because I always think there's a goal in him and there's no goals in the rest of the team right now. I don't know what's happening. I just think Smith Rowe's too tired, Saka's too tired, Lacker's absolutely shattered. So where's the offensive threat when they're so tired? Where are they going to get this energy? I, maybe no, they need they a few. Be tired. Sorry, these are professional yeah. athletes. Saka and Smith Rowe are twenty twenty one. They're playing one game a week. That's not an excuse. Yeah, yeah that's when, an excuse, but they look tired. Would you admit that? Or maybe they're carrying injuries. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I, I can't put my finger on as to why they were so poor. against. I think Palace were better. I don't think it's Arsenal were poor. I think Palace were better. Right? Yeah, that and was more in a funny sort of way. Yeah. Even though it's actually upsetting yeah. more. And I think against Brighton, the tactics were all wrong. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. and it's not as simple as, for me, it's not as simple as, oh, they don't want it or they don't care. It's if the taxes don't work or they, the balance isn't right or something's not working, then it affects the whole. And, you know, if you don't make, you know, I don't think we make many in game changes. I think it's normally done at half time. I'd say, you know, change these things at half time, uh, occasionally early with Tavares. But, yeah, I, I, I don't think it's. The players don't care or anything, something like that. I think it's just they played poor for, you know, partly because Palace especially played well. Right. And yeah, and, and like I said, it's very small margins. It's not yeah. a huge thing. Got that, you know, we can't expect to play against teams and steamroll them in. You know, like the old days where Vieira, Petit, all those guys, 
we would absolutely batter it, and it'd be a breeze. It's not like that anymore. It's so much more competitive this league, and there's a reason why this is the best league in the world because it is so much more. Anyone can beat anyone on their day. Brentford beat Chelsea four one at home. Like who the fuck? No, no. Who would have seen that? Who would have seen European, that? Europe, European champions got beat four one at home. So by Brentford. So you know, if you don't turn up and you don't get everything right, and everyone's not pulling in the same direction, and you know, the, the magnitude of different variables, you're not going to get a result. And I think against Palace, they were just better. Their game plan worked. I think we got outthought. And even a second half, we played better, but the, the damage was done in the first half. Against Brighton, the tactics were all wrong. It wasn't even the, our game plan was wrong. It wasn't even Brighton played that well, but when you get it wrong, you, you're going to lose games. Uh, and that's what we did against Brighton. I, I feel Arteta has more, is more responsible for Brighton. I think, you know, you can motivate the players, but sometimes you just don't turn up. You know, it's, it's like you go to work every day. You don't pre- perform the same every day. You have good days, you have bad days. There are sometimes these are, they're intangible sort of things. Mm-hmm. Against Brighton, we know what was wrong. Uh, against Palace, they were just better on the day. You know, they wanted it more and they were up for it more. And, you know, they kind of had a plan and they out, I think Vieira outthought Arteta a little bit. Uh, but he'll learn from that because, you know, he's a young manager. So, you know, I, I certainly don't think it's the end of the world. Uh, I'm not confident due to the, how small our squad is and how Arteta has managed our players that aren't that are on the periphery. That's why I'm not confident going forward. It's not that I'm not confident in Arteta per se. I'm not confident in Arteta, how he's managed the squad and what squad we have left. And I completely agree that we should have got rid of all of those players because they're not going to be at the team. You know. Uh, so even year, like Genduzi, Genduzi is now playing for France. And um, Genduzi's playing like, in a worse back. league. Genduzi's playing in a worse yeah. league, right? Yeah. And again, he had lots of chances. His attitude stunk. You know, he's, and, and, and it's just like, you know, you could, he, he wasn't that great a player. Like, yeah, what's that called? Uh, so we have this error where we remember things better than they were. Humans have yeah. this error. I can't remember. Nostalgia. Like, you know, yeah, it's like uh, I know what you're talking about. Um, it's like uh, rose-tinted glasses. Well, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Football fans I mean, are especially I mean, bad. Football fans, because you know, you conflate the great feeling emotion. Like when we play, you know, results basically determine. The performance, which is ridiculous because you can play well and lose and play bad and win, right? But Villa, me and you are disputing whether Arsenal played well against Villa, but we won, right? Yeah. And so, yeah, whereas, you know, we could have played, we didn't, but we could have played better against Palace than we did Villa, but because the result didn't go our way, we're all slamming it. Uh, And and football fans are terrible for this. You know, we Mm. are, as 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 a species, we are terrible for this. So, yeah, I'm, but we've I'm not been to... too bad, though, Alex. I mean, I'm not trying to bang around on drum here, but we we both agreed that the Liverpool game wasn't wasn't a total disaster, even no, though it was defeat. Piers Morgan, yeah, and that's the difference between us and say Piers Morgan. If you follow, yeah. uh, Piers Morgan's like, oh, yeah, we're fucking terrible because we lost to Liverpool, an amazing that's Liverpool, uh, yeah. which is. 
So no, of course, no, and we have, uh, and I, I, ju- I just think you know, my my concern is looking forward is you know the squad is small, the squad is thin. How and normally you know this season they've been quite good when you know they've had to come back. A performance has been needed for them to come back. I think against Brighton, you know, if you think back when we had a bad result, next game we've had a good result. You know, and they've done that a few times. I yes. think against Brighton, I think Arteta fucked it. So players might have been might have performed well, and if, you know, if we'd got that goal at half time, we might have gone on with the with the changes. But I think you know, Arteta's tactical decisions ruined it. Uh, it was a shocking decision to play Jacker at left back. We all knew last year it didn't work. So it's kind of like, you know, the whole definition of insanity sort of thing. And that, and that was, and it, you know what I mean? And it was, that, was, that, that was for me the more disappointing thing. So I'm not entirely confident going forward because we've got some tough games coming up. Southampton's not easy. Then we've got Chelsea away. Then I think we've got United at home. And then we've got West Ham. You know, that Spurs. doesn't... So, Spurs at some point as well, yeah. Uh, so that, you know, Spurs, I can see us getting dicked because they're in good form and you know, we're not. Uh, so, yeah, I, I'm not confident. Like, but, and I'm also not confident due to the size of our squad and, you know, everything that's gone on. So we just have to wait and see. But, you know, it's funny, isn't it? Like, it can change in a heartbeat. So, can, yeah, if we get, get a good result against Southampton, good performance, you know, uh, Tavares has a good game, things change. Yeah, really. It's all about... Well, it's, I, I, don't, I nearly said it's all about Tavares. It shouldn't really be, should it? But it feels like... It feels like that, that decision, that decision yeah, was well, the one that, that cost... Out of all the decisions that cost Arsenal, playing Shaka, I don't think Shaka's that terrible at left-back. He's just that uh, he gets targeted because of his lack of pace. I don't think he's yeah. that bad. But, no, but the problem is you lose him in midfield. You lose him in midfield. Yeah. And I'm not his greatest fan, but even I yeah. can see that he adds a certain amount of solidity to the midfield because he's got pretty good positional sense. I don't, he does. I'm don't. i not going you know, to stop praising him, but he's got pretty good positional sense. And he Especially. makes that feel stable, that area. And it was unstable against Brighton. It was just yeah, a massive it was a sieve. They were just running through all the holes. But especially when you don't want to say that, actually. It was just a massive gap. What, where the Congo was, I don't want to, don't want to even <laughs> speculate. No, I don't know no where it's, was. it's not the Congo's fault. It's, no, I don't think it is. One of your star midfielders gets injured. So the yeah. last thing you do is get rid of your other midfielder and put him at left back. It's not exactly. even the fact yeah, that bad left back and I don't think he's a great left back but I think he's competent but it's the fact yeah. that Partey had played you would go okay fine I'm not happy about this and it's still bad man management by the way but we've got Partey in midfield and Partey and the Conga will do a job right and they'll be fine it's the fact that we didn't have a midfield because Partey got injured and then he takes Xhaka out that's and that's where we lost it. We were awful, and like you say, those holes, it was like a sieve, because Partey was on his own. Uh, sorry, Lukonga was on his own. Yeah, and he had X amount of games. He played all right against Palace uh, when he came on, but you know, I, I felt he looked a little bit reserved, and I think he played within himself a little bit. 
because he's probably fucking petrified about losing his position because he saw what happened to Tavares. Uh, so, you know, that that's what worries me. And so, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a massive game. I think this game will define our season if our season hasn't already been defined. Yeah. Uh, because if it's this, we're going to struggle to get results against the big, t- the bigger teams. Uh, and you know, three weeks ago, I know I said, yeah, I can see us beating West Ham and all of these teams. Uh, maybe not Chelsea, but everyone else. I don't see us beating any of them. You know, if, if he plays like, if he does tactical fucking nightmares like that, I'm not confident at all. Yeah, yeah, I can't, I can't actually. I'd like to be optimistic about looking ahead. I think the Southampton game has just suddenly become a very high-pressured match. And as long as, like you said, if it's if it's down to tactics, maybe we'll find out. If he puts tactics in place that that makes sense to the players primarily, you know, they don't really have to make sense to the fans as long as the players get behind it. But there was just, you know, as I said, the only issue I've got, okay, with the Brighton game, we can put it down to Arteta and his tactical errors. The Palace game... Um, maybe they just wanted it more, even though I think Arsenal tried their best, but it just wasn't quite good enough for whatever reason. So, yeah, it's, it's a hard one to... The Brighton game was very upsetting, but in a different way, I just felt, you know, and had the game gone on a bit longer, maybe Arsenal would have got an equaliser if they'd had a bit more time. But they just left it too late, as per usual. It's like one of the commentators was saying, why didn't they play like this at the start? They've left it to five minutes until the end. To start yeah. pressurising, to start pressurising uh, Brighton. Why leave it till the 85th minute? And yeah, it's and, and I'm not really sure. Maybe Brighton started um, tiring. That was the reason, and they weren't closing down as much. So, anyway, um, I, think, I think we've covered everything, haven't we? Is there anything that we didn't? Yeah. That's it. All right. Okay. Right. I'm, We'll say goodbye to everybody who's listening, if there is anybody. Might even play the music. Oh, yeah, here we go. Right, so that's it for now. That was a very, very long podcast, but that's what happens when when we've got lots of um, negatives to talk about. But anyway, uh, let's hope for, um, for any sort of win against Southampton. I'm sure we'd both take that. Until the next time, adios.